dog in your life is thinking? Well, join me, Liz Murdoch, animal communicator, talking with the dogs and finding out what dogs want people in their lives to know and understand. I've spent my life talking and listening to animals. So if you consider yourself a dog person or just happen to have a dog, I'm here to help you learn how to talk or listen to the dogs in your life. I chat with people too, sharing stories and tips on exactly how animal communication or being a dog whisperer makes an impact at home or when working with the dogs. So welcome to Talking with the Dogs podcast, a place where we uncover exactly what dogs want us to know and celebrate that every dog has a story. So I have Natalia Comas here today, and you are a intuitive mentor, right? And yeah. You work with clients all over the world, helping them find their true calling and be empowered to do that in their work. And it looks like their lives too. Yes, definitely. Most of my clients are, you know, adventurous, go-getter, ambitious people who not only want to be doing what lights their soul on fire, but they want to be making a difference in the world. So yes, and it's all connected, isn't it? What we're doing. And it um, is, it is. Okay. I'm just going to move this a little bit so you can potentially see Carly when she comes in. There we go. Okay. And you want to help people find their purpose in what they're doing. So it's not just finding a job that suits their lives with their purpose. And you have a podcast. Yes. Okay. I have two podcasts. Well, I have Bare Naked Chats, uh-huh. which I do with my best friend. And that's all about the modern female experience. And I have a new one coming out called the Mission Seekers podcast, which is talking to people on a mission. So I'm on a mission to find mm-hmm. out more about Callie and the animals so that they can live their best lives with their people. So yeah. I love that we met and we can find out how, what Callie wants you to do with her. Now, have you ever worked with an animal communicator? I have not. And I think I mentioned this uh, when we spoke the other day. I always wanted to be an animal healer when I was really, really young. Uh, I'm actually from Greece originally, and we lived in Greece in a place called Zakynthos, where we had loads of animals. We had, oh gosh, I don't know, 20-odd cats, two to three dogs at a time. We always ended up the house that rescued all the animals, um, mm-hmm. you know, chickens, all the rest of it. And I was always really, really connected and close to the animals and always running off in the fields with, you know, the two dogs and then cats running behind us, <laughs> all in the line, running along, having a good time. So you work as an intuitive mentor with people mm-hmm. and at helping them connect with themselves in that work. It's so close to then being able to turn and connect with their animal. And I, mm. I teach that and, and people say, how do you do this? It's like, well, I get very connected to myself and I connect with the animal. Have you ever had a sense that you could understand what Callie or another animal was thinking? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. We do certain things together and I always feel really, really connected with her through that. I think especially before I got Carly, I was much more of a cat lover. Not because I didn't, didn't love dogs, just because I feel like I always understand cats a lot more. And so I've always been able to really, if there's a problem with a cat, I always know, or if there's some kind of sense that they're 
you know, peed off about something or... Yeah, I always feel more connected to them in that sense. So it's been an interesting learning curve with Carly. It's been, it's been fun. I've been learning much more about myself, which I think is important, isn't it? And that's kind of the key. When, you know, when I work with clients, I'm always saying you need to be going into yourself and listening to your intuition and learning about what your soul is. I'm interested because many people are now saying, you know, how can I do this? I want to learn more. And it does start with tuning into yourself. Some people can tune into cats better. Some people can tune into dogs. Some people find mm-hmm. that in their intuitive work, they want to use it to heal animals and that they find that they get more information from an animal, you know, medically how they're feeling. It, it, and so it's sort of like you're aligning where your interests are, or a, a pet person's interests and what they're going to receive. And I happen to get a variety of things. I, I get medical stuff. I get feelings. I see pictures, a variety. Some people just see pictures or the medical comes in much stronger. And often those people have had a background in the medical field. Mm, so it's really embracing where you are. Now you might find cats easier. Well, I find cats very direct and pragmatic where a dog is going to have wants. They have a sort of a, for the most part, dogs have a wider circle of life. They go on car rides, they go out and they go on walks, they go on runs. Cats are pretty much homebodies, so their world is smaller. But we're going to talk with Callie and find out what it is that's on her mind. And you had some particular questions, so we're going to try and get to those. I'm going to tune in with Callie. So Callie, we're going to start talking to you. You sent me some pictures, so I've looked at the pictures of her. I have my notebook. So if I'm looking down, it helps me to write Ooh. words that come. And I'm just going to welcome her. Okay, okay, we're ready to go. And what is it that says, what are some of the things? So you, you mentioned that she, before we started, that she wanted outside and she does like the, the outside a lot. She likes the running on the beach. It's the freedom and, and the smells. I know you've moved, but she really likes where you're living now and the, the access mm. to the fresh, the outside smell. She doesn't, she likes nature smells more than city smells. Yeah, and she does. She, she's, um, she's one of these dogs that just constantly wants to be outside. <laughs> she likes, so I'm underlining freedom. It, it, that's yeah. a big deal. The freedom of not being confined and when she's on the beach, she sent me a beautiful picture of her, but what she likes is that wide open uh, yeah. space that, I mean, I'm really circling the, the freedom. She likes how it feels in her body to move free like that. She likes that she can do the freedom to express herself, which is mm. interesting because that's sort of tied to your, your work. Yeah. That's pretty much what, I, what my mission here is to, to become self-expressed and to help others do so. So she's obviously helping me on my mission. We're helping each other. <laughs> so she's, she says that we help each other because you rescued her. Yes. So yeah. she did not have, she was confined. And so she likes how her body feels when she's Mm. free like I see her leaping she feels this freedom to move in a variety of ways it's like cross training as a person might cross train she likes to be able to move in all different ways so it's very interesting that you've said that because can I let you uh, talk a little bit about where she came from sure 
So the first day that we arrived in Spain this year, we were driving down and literally the day we crossed the border from France into Spain, this picture of a, of a tiny little puppy showed up um, on my Facebook feed. I was just like, oh my gosh, who is this? Um, and straight away I knew. And we hadn't even discussed about getting a dog. We didn't even have anywhere to live. Like literally our whole life was, we have no idea what's going to happen. And um, I remember I downloaded the picture and I sent it to some, a couple of my friends, one of them who lives here uh, and another one, and to my mom. And I said, this is the dog. Like we're, we're going to be getting this dog. Like I, I know it. And, um, and my friend who lives here said, I'm going to pick her up. I've already decided I'm taking her. And my heart sank. <laughs> I was this close to crying. I was like, no, she's mine. And it got to the point where I was like, okay, this is unrealistic. We don't even have anywhere to live. We can't possibly get a dog yet. She's in a much better place. She should have the dog. So we drove her to the kennels because she didn't have a car at the time. And we got there. You drove your friend who was going to adopt We drove her, yeah to the kennels and we all agreed in the car over there we're leaving with one dog we are not coming back with any more dogs than just this one so we got there and Carly and this is why I think it's really interesting what you said about confined space she was in a cage and this is one of the reasons why I straight away thought oh my gosh she needs to get out because they were really asking for someone to go and get her that day because she was too sore to play with the other dogs um there the, there was some kind of illness coming around so she was literally confined in in a cage like this big it, it was, was too small for her it was tiny it was tiny and um and she was so depressed you could see it you know she was like just the photo itself and we got there and my friend fell in love with a different dog straight away and I was like we can't leave this dog here like I'm not leaving her <laughs> Mm-hmm. so we took her and we decided to foster her because we didn't have anywhere to live I was like how we can't commit to anything without having anywhere to live and it all worked out perfectly we found a house where we could have a dog and it's this vast open space and of course then we adopted her well that's good <laughs> she yes yeah, she, she loves that open space that freedom that it's like she people say sometimes ask is their dog haunted by the, their past and sometimes they like the, this last dog I talked to all of she she wanted to use her story to help others to know that mm-hmm. even if a dog is sick we get better so it's okay to adopt a sick dog we'll get better and you might be even blessed beyond your wildest dreams because you took care of me and we're going to have such a great life together it's not that big of a deal Callie she has she, it's like she remembers it I, I feel this she in her body she doesn't like that. So Mm. it's not like, Oh, I'm afraid of small spaces. I don't think so much. It's just that she has a strong preference because she loves how it feels in her body when she can move. And she loves to go, go, go. She likes to run way ahead of you. And she's actually pretty, she's gotten, she says, I've gotten better at coming back. In the beginning, she has. Yeah, some close. She was really naughty at the beginning. Yeah, it was really hard for us because we could tell. You know, she wanted to run, but um, but there's a lot of roads and there's a lot of people, and it was just too 
dangerous for us to let her off the lead too much at the beginning because she just refused to come back. Um, so she says she figured it out, the rules. Yeah. <laughs> the better she is coming back, the longer, farther she can go, and the more often you'll take her. Exactly. Oh, it took time to go get her, and then it would be frustrating, and you were nervous, you were scared, all these things that people go through when they're concerned about their dog. So she got understood that. So the other thing she wants you to know and, and people is that dog training does make a difference and it's, it's, it, there's a big payoff. She yeah. says she's still, she's still learning and mastering a few things that inside the house that you want her to get better at. But do you know what those are? she's um she's still she jumps up at the bed because she always wants to get up on our bed but luckily our bed's super high so she don't want her on the bed no and because we have a mosquito net that goes around and she gets caught in it and then she drags it down of course then creates so she's gonna so she's (laughs) gonna call you on this though she says that you're really not consistent yeah that's true problem So she says it's not all her fault. You're not consistent. And that's why she keeps trying. And so someone lets her on the bed when the other's not there. Yeah, that was me. Okay. So Uh, I did it once because we were both super scared of the situation. So I was like, oh my God, we need to like be in a different room. She's stubborn. The parts that you love about her, she's going to keep trying. Mm -hmm. And so, oh, I'm getting the word redirect. She says, Mm. next time I do it, because she knows this. I guess you've, she's heard someone tell you to redirect her. When she does that, show her what else you can do. Not all the time, because she'll keep doing it and say, oh, now I get a treat. But yeah, she says it's not all her fault. You haven't been consistent. You give her the mixed messages. It's got to be, uh, she <laughs> says, I keep, I'm going to keep trying because it was, it's fun on the bed. Yeah, but, <laughs> it's comfier. <laughs> She says there's another place, like a couch or a chair that you, you let her yeah. just She says, if we can do that more often, yeah, because often. you get busy, you don't do it every day. Like I've learned to yeah. do it every night with my dogs. So if you do that more often, then she won't have that yearning. She says she has a yearning in her heart. She won't she try. She loves cuddles. Yeah. If she can get on the, sofa, up yeah. on the sofa every day, she will back off on the bed because she says it's not so much the bed, it's the cuddle time. And she yeah, wants, true. and she says she actually doesn't need as much as, I don't need as much as some dogs do. You know, she's not a real needy dog. She just, you know, she wants a hug kind of thing. You come home, you, you hug someone. She wants that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so, so the bed is not her fault. So, so that's her, but, but she does love her cuddles and she likes to connect and, she says she really likes the situation because everyone in the house loves her. And she says that it's, it's really good. So she's very happy with the lay of the land, her relationships with different people. There's no jealousy. It's so she's got a really, you have a very good flow. She says flow of the people, what you do. She says, can I just have that couch time? Okay. And then she does go to food. <laughs> What's the deal with the food? Okay, so I'm writing this down. She says, different people feed me differently. Oh, interesting. Yes. Okay, so different people feed me. So I see like this, it's like a bone. I'm trying to get this shape. It's like a bone of, of meat, but she, I don't get it so much, but she likes it. She loves bones. So basically we live 
so we're surrounded by fields and on two of those fields there is kind of like a small small holding with animals and um and they're always chucking bones um around and so Carly has got she's got like the nose of you know the best nose ever so she sniffs these bones out and always goes after them and gets them which is totally fine she can have them but there's certain ones that are a bit you know, skanky. And um, so I wrote not enough of the good ones. There are some yeah. that someone brings home in the house. Those I are think bad. it's our neighbor and he, okay. he tends to just chuck food out because it's classic Spanish, just chuck everything out in the, in the, you know, the grassy area and the, the animals of some kind will take them. And of course, Carly finds all the good stuff and takes it and well, pretty much anything she finds. She she does find them, but she's still saying no. There's someone brings home a bone or some meat when, like, I've been to Spain. The um, you know how it can be wrapped, like in wrap, like in wax paper it or paper. Wouldn't, oh, it wouldn't be us. It must be one of our neighbors because we're other than the animals, we're a vegan household, but well, they all this. eat meat, so. Do you buy anything that's wrapped, that's vegan, that's up there, that is looks like a meat? I mean, there's so many foods out now that look like meat that there's just something, and maybe she's going into someone's house, but there's something that she's seen unwrapped that she would like more of. It's not frequent, but someone has, whether you have had house guests, but there's this unwrapped stuff. She's, she's got a very strong memory like wanting to go on the bed and can't be- remember now um okay. there probably is something I give her quite a lot of stuff like she has a lot of um vegetables and different things like at the beginning she was really loving certain foods so I'd give it to her as treats um as part of her training so it might have been something like that because I don't okay. give her as much anymore Okay. Well, maybe she's wanting more protein. I mean, yeah. some, some, some people I mean, will say a dog needs to have meat and then it's a hot topic and debating. So I'm just relaying, she's remember there, she's, there was something on the counter that she wants. So check her diet that she wants more frequently, but I'm trying to see if I'll she's think about that. testing yeah. like she wants back she- on the bed. Or she's just saying, I need that. But she she's just sort of snooping around, snooping around the counter. She what loves is- bones. Like okay. if there's bones around, she will have them. So I'm sure if someone's given her something juicy, like a juicy bone with some meat on it, she will be like in heaven. Okay. <laughs> so that's something that she, she really likes. Okay. So what else? Let me see. Uh, get some more from her. What else about her life there? She's, she says she's doing recognition that she's doing better on the leash, that she's actually very good on the leash now. She said the leash was an issue. She is, yeah. She's kind of big, like, she's done really well in the last few months, actually, because now when you, we were just talking about this today, when before, like you were saying, when we took her off the leash, she would never come back. And it was an absolute pain to get her back on it to then get home. Whereas now she knows, you know, she sits, you take the lead off and then she's like, okay, great. I'm going, I can go and have fun. And then when it's time to come home, we're like, okay, sit down. We're putting it back on again. And she does it. And then we just, um, walk back the rest of the way. Uh, Cause there's a lot of roads in between where the beach is and where our house is. Well, there's two roads, um, but they're quite 
you know, dangerous. So we always have her on the lead. Yeah. Um, but she is super good with that now. Good. Yeah. She's very proud of herself and that accomplishment. (laughs) Oh, she she likes when she gets tweets for accomplishments. I guess that's why she brought it up, but she said, yeah, she used to pull a lot on the leash or you'd have to drag her and try and get her to come on on the leash and she would back off. She, if she got stubborn, she would just be like, I am staying here. (laughs) She says, I don't, she doesn't do that anymore because she gets to go. Okay. So she likes, she's talking about the leash. Uh, she says the car ride, I'm saying not so, not so much. Mm. I guess she doesn't go in the car as much anymore. She says it's not as necessary. No, we generally, we only go if we're going into town or for longer walks further out into different areas. Um, but yeah, she's not a massive fan. She's actually okay. But and you can tell she's a bit like, I don't really want to be here. But yeah. And she says you don't have that need to go. Not as necessary. Okay, so the car. What else does she want to say? Is there anything about the house? Oh, she loves, she just loves the house. What else? You had the, your questions. Let's see. Oh, the fetching. You, you mentioned that she doesn't understand the game of fetch. Yeah. So this is a power struggle with her. Yeah. Because you said she bites as people and she sees that as a game. So she, she says, I know we have work to do. <laughs> she's like, yeah, work to do and she knows it frustrates you it frustrates people then it gives her a bad reputation and she's learning to, it's it's dropping the ball okay so it's the t- it's the tug of war versus the dropping the ball it is yeah she says that sometimes people will play tug of war so this is back to the consistency yeah it's, that she likes tug of war but she's like it's not that different with the ball and she gets people's attention when she does the nipping. And she, she says, it's not really a bite, it's the nip. And, and she's grabbing it. She says she gets mixed up when she sees the hand versus the ball. It's just a lot going on. And she's keyed up and she's like, give me a break. So <laughs> she, she says, listen, you and you did, I'm going back to my notes, that how do I stop it? And how do I change the behavior? So just like with people, whether they're interacting with each other or themselves, if I want to change my behavior, I have to tune into what the issue is and what I want. And then we have to be willing to acknowledge, right? What yeah. it is change. So if you really want to change her from doing that, you can stop playing with the ball and you can put your hands behind your back and say, drop mm. it. She'll figure it out because she knows, but it's the consistency. Yeah, it's doing it every time. About the bed. Yes. And then your your family is going to have to decide the rules of tug of war and you know that's <laughs> that's true of any household when you have your rules with your dog everybody has to agree you know whether you're going to say we're going potty or you're going to go pee pee the better that everybody agrees on the same words the less confusion for the dog so mm. you're going to have to decide right now with her are you playing tug of war or not and, yeah. you know, are you going to play tug of war with a ball, the same ball that she's supposed to drop? And so that's your part. If you want to change behavior, make the rules very clear and then make the consequence very clear, too. She starts nipping, hands go away and you walk away. She'll figure it out. She already knows this, but she's yeah. Says, she's a smart cookie. She's she's aware. She just wants to be able to play in a way that, you know, feels good. <laughs> right but it's 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 also the rules she has she needs to know the rules and the rules aren't very clear it's clear for her that she needs 
Some dogs yeah. like it. Okay, now it's tug of war, no problem. And they can walk a hand signal, they change and they understand that. This gal is still young in terms of her training. <laughs> and so she's saying, tell me what you want me to do, but don't get it all confusing. That makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the biting is never a good thing because there are people, sometimes a dog will nip and it's innocent. It's in that it's an accident. And sometimes they're doing it aggressively and it's bad. And, you know, you want it, if you need to get a trainer called in because you don't want Ooh. someone walking around when your dog may have accidentally was going for the ball and, and they're saying, your dog bit me. Yes, exactly. Luckily, she's quite good because she played she played fetch with some kids a couple of weeks ago, and she was so good with them. She didn't once try and grab the ball off them or bite them. She was really patient. I was just like, why doesn't she do that with me? <laughs> well, and do you play to the tag of war with her sometimes? Yeah, so that was a, th- a we did have a stage where we did more tug of war with it, where we had a certain ball that was easier to do that with. So we did, um, but now we've kind of got the whole idea of mm, that's not really what we wanted to be doing with this particular ball. We should stop this, right? Because so it, kids- it is that consistency, yeah. Yes. And the kids may never have done the tug of war. So she's not going to try yeah. that with them, but she's like, ah, you're the one that does that, just like. A- dogs will go to the people who give them the table scraps and then somebody else across the table who's totally ignoring them, the dog will ignore. So they can also understand people what they're going to do. So we've gotten back to you. We'll put you in the spotlight that part of the problem is you. Of course. That's okay. (laughs) Happy to accept. (laughs) Yeah. It's easier to fix, right? When we have to fix ourselves. So what else do you want to know? How is she feeling at the moment? And you, I asked you, don't give me any details. So, uh, I'm, I'm getting a sense, I'm getting it in my abdomen, a sense of nausea mm. and that Ooh, she just little... barked. She's just, she's barking as she was talking. <laughs> That's funny. She, yeah. So I had said that she may bark or do something when we're talking about something. So yeah, I feel the nausea from here down and mm. it's sort of like when you get off a roller coaster, it's not that extreme, like someone who is going to throw up, but it's sort of wobbly. Mm-hmm. So I feel a sense of motion sickness with her a little bit. And I'm mm, interesting. Yeah. So I feel that it, and it's not throughout her whole body. It's sort of like a mild it's in the front, sort of like a quarter filled up. Like I, so I get this image of mm. like, it's a quarter of a, of a cup of nausea in the front. And it's sort of it's like something settled, like saline is the word, like something settling, whether she drank too much ocean water or, <laughs> it, and it just, it's like, she's sorting something out digestively. It's, oh, that's yeah. funny. There she goes. Is that what's happening? She's sorting something out and she gets impatient. Uh, Callie, she gets impatient. <laughs> she wants it done. It's, I feel it here. Did she eat something too fast? Do you know what the problem I th- is? I think she's got um, quite a runny problem at the minute. At the minute. Uh-huh. So she's, she's been to the toilet quite a lot today. And I have a feeling it's something that she ate yesterday evening, which would have been like one of the, the horrible bones that I've talked about or something that she found somewhere in the garden because we let her run last night all around here around the area and of course there's you know there's sheep poo and cow poop and like 
Yeah, she's trying to process something out. Yeah. So that's that's the sense that I'm getting. And it's sort of more in here, like it's still in the stomach area, because mm. this is here, but it's 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 working its way through and it's like a churning, it's trying, it's like what is her it's like her intestines and all are like going, what what is this? It's sort of hard. Like I okay, so I got the word blockage. It's sort of like mm. she's figuring out how to deal with it with through her yeah. system. And so I guess my my question with that is does she want to eat something specific to help with that? Because I would normally you see I would give her something like something plain and rather than her normal food to settle it. But. Yeah, she says she, she's like, that would probably help. I guess you give her spinach sometimes or green leaves. Do you give her leaves or something? She has, yeah. So she has leaves some, um, within the food that we give her. There's, there's greens and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. She, she says like, I, I mean, I see that like that would be good. She's not verb. She's sending pictures more than saying mm. She's not a, she's not a chat, a talker as much as pictures and feeling. I see the greens. She wants to go. So she's not feeling like I need to just sit on, sit down. It's yeah. an inconvenience. It's just, she wants to go. But then when she's barking, it's like, but she can't, she's not, she can't go full speed. Like she could do a, a sprint, but she can't do the long distance right now. She's just yeah. like, it's. Yeah, she's. In, and we went for a walk just now, just before um, our call. And then she was like passed out for, <laughs> for half an hour. <laughs> yeah. So I feel it's nauseous here. I do feel yeah. like, has she thrown up? She might throw up a little bit. Yeah, she hasn't, but she has been eating. Generally, I know she's feeling sick if she's eating grass because that's what she's been. She's been eating herself, yeah, think, eating grass outside. It may be a blockage because some of it is like I see like the, the intestines, the, the pictures mm. that we see trying to churn. And I see that they might be a little inflamed mm. trying to do that. And then so I feel that in the lower abdomen. And then the higher part is where I feel this sort of nauseous. Stuff. Yeah. So it's like it's in two different areas. Oh, so she's feeling two different things. Like mm. she's going to go to the bathroom, but she might throw up or she's just feeling oh, nauseous up here. So it's two different yeah. things, but it feels like it's, it's 25%. It's yeah. like she, so it's, it's lingering. It's, it's still, really funny because whenever Carly's ill, so I'm, re- I'm very much an empath and I always pick up so I've been like this afternoon, I've been feeling a bit sick and been having to go to the toilet. And I'm just like, hmm, this isn't really like, there's no reason for me to be feeling like this. So we, we do tend to pick up each other's stuff. And sometimes when I'm feeling really tired or really lethargic, she's doing the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're very connected in that sense, you know, like so, emotionally so, and energetically. It's so interesting you say that and you, you're intuitive with people and you're interested in animals, but you don't consider yourself that you can <laughs> talk to animals or find out what they're feeling, but you definitely do. And so I just want to acknowledge that, mm. that you can, as you probably do with people, tr- trust what you're getting when I'm teaching animal communication. And even with myself, when something seems crazy, it's like, no, just say it, just trust that that's what the animal. And if I don't understand it, I can relay it to you to make yeah. sense of because my that's my job is just to relay what I'm getting I like it when I understand but (laughs) so those feelings for anyone else who's listening and wants to tune into their own animal or someone else's 
is those feelings mean something. And if you have a feeling like I shouldn't be feeling nauseous, but I know that I'm in this sort of sense of working with Kali, I can feel her and then I'll shut it off um, mm. when we're done. So I'm going to just double check the notes I wrote about your question, how is she feeling at the moment? And so that's all you told me. And I figured that out because of the feelings that I was getting. I'm going to ask her, is there anything else that she's feeling? Oh, she's feeling like she goes, I want to get outside. She's like, I want to go. But she goes, but you, now here's where she's talking. She says, but you're not going to let me out without going with me. So I have to wait. She knows that rule. That sometimes, yeah, she's very good with that. Yeah. Yeah. She knows when you're going to let her out. But she goes, right now, You, she goes, oh, she just wouldn't do that because she's busy and she can't keep an eye on things. Oh. So you've done a good job on being consistent with that so she knows the difference. Mm. So good job. Do you have any other questions? The ball? Um, you just don't I guess feeling. It's funny because I didn't really think about it before. Um, and I guess because we don't really, I, I just don't really think about it in terms of what happened before because she was about three and a half, three and a half months when we got her. And they have no idea where she came from, where, like, how she, did they, someone just brought her in with some other dogs, actually. Um, and they don't really know if they were related or any of that. And then she just ended up with this horrible little cage on her own. And like, there's no other information. Um, and I don't know if she would even remember because she was so little. Um, but yeah, that's, if there's anything that comes up there, that, that would be interesting, especially because like, if there's any kind of trauma or anything, maybe I can help her. So I, I get that the, 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 the trauma was the cage, but she wasn't there that long in that cage. And that she, it's like, Whoever had her wanted to keep, they wanted to make it work is the sense I get. I mean, we can't verify it. So, you know, I'm just saying what I'm getting from her is that cage was the biggest issue that it was yeah. too small. I think she had more freedom beforehand. Yeah. Know, Cause she would have been on the streets. Essentially. Yeah. She was probably, I, I see her, I see her where someone was caring for her, like trying mm. to make it work. Sometimes the best thing that somebody can do for a dog that they really can't care for before it gets into a really bad situation is take it to a shelter. Sometimes, you know, we say, Oh, the shelter is horrible, but it's, it's better sometimes than getting hit by a car or just running yeah. the street. So her experience is that's where I ended up. I didn't like the cage. It was cramped. It was small. Oh, it got dark at times. She didn't like when it mm. got dark in the cage. Cause I think that when she was outside, she could see that's why the outside is familiar in a way it's like she has a memory of being outside yeah. because it's freedom and it's fun. So I, I talked to a dog that had been astray in Mexico and it said that while the food was better, there were a lot of good things that it liked about its home. It missed that freedom of running mm. around. And we were like, I go, Oh, it must've gone far. And the woman said, yes, it went really far. So <laughs> there can be things that an, an animal likes about its previous life. And I think that she liked that freedom and that's why she's very comfortable with afraid of noises and going and she wants to explore even though she was little but it seems like somebody had her or she was cared for in a way with too many dogs and oh it could be that's why it was hard for her to why she was running into the streets because mm. she was used to that but 
in any event, the, the, you're trying to find out any trauma. The, the thing that she brought up, and I'm not feeling a, a darkness or a trauma sense. It's like she didn't like being. It's the like I don't like waiting for a yeah. bus for 40 minutes. She didn't like being in a in a in a Confined small cave. It was yeah. it was too small for her. Like it was. It was tiny. Yeah. People buy crates. Some people think crates are really bad. Well, if you have the right dimensions of the crate for the mm-hmm. dog, they can love it. But she was not, she goes, I didn't love it. It wasn't that kind of thing. So that, that's, I think, from what I'm getting, and she's telling me now, mm. is that she didn't like that space. But it's sort of like any, her attitude is, is this feeling is, is like, I feel like it's like any situation. Well, I don't like doing paperwork for my taxes. You know, we don't like things, but we have to do them. And, and so she can sort of, she, she's not haunted by it. Yeah. She gets that it was. I didn't. I didn't like to happen at the time. Yes, I think she she's doing pretty well. She's she's a pretty she's she's a badass. Yeah, (laughs) she's happy like that. She's showing me again an image of her running. She loves it, and she says she's beautiful. Like she's in her most beautiful element when she's running in this stride. Yeah, she loves it. She loves running, running after stuff, running after her ball. She's obsessed with. And just, yeah, just being able to kind of run wild and free around the beach or the forest and smells like you were saying she loves, she does this thing where she sits on the beach because it's so windy here. She just smells. You can see that she's smelling the air. Oh, I think I said that earlier (laughs) too. You did. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So I want to do, what does she want you to know? So Callie, what is it that you would like Natalia to know? that she may not realize about your relationship or about you. She's walking around the house to show me something. So she says, she knows where you keep the treats. She goes, I know <laughs> she knows when you hide things, I guess you hide yeah. things. She, you hide things from her. You think that well, she doesn't know? I sort of hide things from her and from the cat because they're both really naughty. They, they find things. She says, I know where you hide <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah, so she's walking around like she knows because I know exactly she's chuckling too. like you think you're hiding them but she says she knows so like that that's what she wanted to know yeah I guess you you buy things that are like special treats that you think that you're only going to give her like these are really special I'm only going to give them to her every so often but she's like just give them to me she knows you she knows where those are okay so I'm going to ask her about the cat What's the cat saying? She's like, ask you. Kiaba. It's, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's the South American version of like a guava fruit. So Kiaba, what does she think of? Oh, okay. So she says, she says they actually have a good relationship. They do. She says sometimes I I act like she really bothers me, but they're actually very good friends, like really good friends. They communicate with each other. They 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 talk about you. They, They talk about you. They, they're protective. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh wow. They have a really tight relationship. So the cat likes to look at the window. I mean, every cat, not anyway. Yeah. The cat like the cat likes to look at the house, like to be a guard cat. And she does. She literally sits at the hat at the window or at the door looking out. <laughs> yes. And it's not to go out as much as it is to, to know what's going on. Mm. So Oh, the dog is funny. She says it. So it takes a load off of me. I don't have to be the watchdog. <laughs> yeah. 
the cat she's is just, the watchdog. Callie's just started to, it's only recently she started to learn this whole watchdog situation um, and starting to bark when people go past and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, so quite often she will just decide to go to sleep on the step and the cat's sitting there looking out. Looking out, but the cat <laughs> yeah. alerts Callie when someone's there. Callie is learning from the cat because the cat does oh, something. Oh, thank you. That, oh, Callie says, if you watch the cat, you'll notice what she does when some, someone's there. She'll do something <laughs> and that alerts Callie to... That's so funny. Yeah, the cat yeah. is teaching her. And actually the cat, bless her, she's been so good because when Callie was a little bit younger, she didn't quite understand how much of her weight to put on the cat. So she would really be like, you know, trying to hug the cat and kiss the cat and just put everything, all her paws on her. And the cat never hurt her. She was she was very patient with her, but she told her off when she needed to be told off. And now they just, yeah, they're, they're best pals. They run around the house playing. <laughs> so the, the cat says she put up a lot. So the cat wants in on this conversation. <laughs> we like to have a word here. Okay, so I people have asked me about doing talking with the cats and, and cat chats. So we're going to let Kiaba have a few words because she's she says that says that Callie gets all the attention for being more personable and that people will come in and they'll make a big fuss over Callie. And the Kiaba says, you know, I was here first. I guess Kiaba is actually sort of regal looking, and she's like, yeah. <laughs> I want more attention. I just so she, she's like, I deserve more attention than that dog. So that's their, like, they're not their, they wouldn't use the <laughs> relation, their love, their love sort of disgust relationship. Callie's not disgusted. The cat yeah. gets disgusted because of all this attention that Callie gets. And she's like, I'm the one who does all the work around here. She's so funny. That's so true. Because when we're playing with Callie, you can just see the cat being like, what the hell? Like, why don't I get to be played with? I want to be playing. <laughs> yes. But different games. She says you could brush me more. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Does she have longish hair? She she's yeah, she has sort of in between. But it actually it's funny you say that because today I was thinking your hair is going everywhere. <laughs> like she says brush instead of play, brush me. It'll be better for everyone. Yeah. That's that what makes she, that's what she wants you know. She says I'm done. She's not she's gonna be a gracious like bonus <laughs> guest here. That's what she wants. <laughs> Wow, okay, that's a that's big deal. Know. She gets yeah. hairballs. She gets uh-huh. hairballs. I guess because she's probably molting at the moment because it's got warmer here as well, which is probably why. Because I hadn't really noticed before. Because um, she's a new, she's a new addition for our household, but she's lived on the property for a, a, a long time. So we're only kind of just getting getting to know her better. I did notice today that suddenly there was hair everywhere. So that she makes wants you to brush her. Yeah. That's all she wants to know right now. She says, we can talk another time, but we're <laughs> winding down. So this was, she's being oh. gracious. She's a very nice cat. So Kiaba, they're going to brush you. Do you have any other questions? I think my only concern more than anything is we don't have a main gate on our property at the minute. So Whenever we do let Carly go and play around loose, she quite often decides to go outside the gate. Mm-hmm. And she knows it's naughty, um, but because there's another dog here who's extra naughty, because she's like the lady of the land, she goes out and Carly follows. 
Yeah, I just wrote down follows. Carly says it goes back to the training thing and let me know. And and the inconsistency in with the gate that sometimes she's allowed and it's not as big of a deal. And I guess it's, it it depends on whether it's light out or dark out. There's a difference. Mm, And so she says, you can figure it out. She says it's more complicated, but you can do it. Just tell me what you want me to do. I'll do it. I'm, I'm smarter than you think. The, the other dogs, she says, is a piece of work. Like <laughs> that, that dog has some bad habits. She's, she's yeah, she's a lost cause. So <laughs> she's hilarious, a lost cause. They have fun together, but she, she Colleen knows that just tell her what you want her to do and, and, and be consistent. And, you know, what do you want me to do? So yeah. she says, you can fix that. It, you, it's, it's an easy fix. Do you feel like you are equipped to figure out what the easy fix is? Yeah, I think so. I think it's, it is consistency because sometimes we go out that gate when we're going for walks and sometimes we don't. And I think we just need to never go that way. Um, so that well, she knows that it's like, a- okay. So some trainers have a rule that at your front door, you say, wait, you open the door, the dog waits. And then when it's time to go, you can say, let's go. You give them a command. Mm-hmm. So there, you can do the same thing with the gate, that the dog associates the gate with weight and it doesn't cross that line until whatever command it is, or it only goes off the gate with the leash or come, whatever you're going to choose your commands. Mm, and yeah. because she's so smart and she's asked for guidance, it may be easier to do it with a trainer and you have a conversation yeah. and they just point out the habits that you're not aware that you're doing. Yes. <laughs> that can be worth it for any of us, but she'll figure, she'll figure that out. It's the same with everybody in the house that you all agree how you deal with the gate. Okay. Yes, definitely. So the, the word of the day is consistency. <laughs> with Callie, for sure. Yes. Uh, and Kiaba's looking up like brush me. Definitely. Consistency <laughs> makes a, a big difference for lots of dogs. Buy so, a cat brush. Yes. Okay. So I think we're good. We covered everything. Well, I really appreciate your time. It's fun talking with a dog in Spain today and find you and your podcast. What's the best way to find you? Oh, Kelly saying thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Kelly. That's good. What's the best place Um, to find you? If you want to learn about your work as an intuitive, because many listeners, they want to be able to do this and mm. I can help a bit, but you can also help with tuning into oneself. So where, where can they find yes. you? So they can find me at Natalia commerce on Instagram, Twitter, all of that stuff. And Natalia commerce.com is my website. Yeah. And I'm on Facebook. Humans on a mission is my Facebook group. Perfect. And my podcast that's coming out very soon is the Mission Seekers podcast. So if you want to hear about humans doing awesome stuff, come and have a listen. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. And if anyone out there is looking for their own chat session, they can find me at talkingwiththedogs.com and sign up for some tips on how to talk to your own dog. Yes. Thank you so much. This has been so insightful. And thank you for allowing this conversation between all of my animals. (laughs) Yes, yes. Well, my pleasure. Take care. Thank you.
Thanks for tuning in to Talking with the Dogs. Hope today's episode made you want to understand your own dog better and appreciate that every dog has a story and something to say. Subscribe now for more dog stories and insights into animal communication and what it's like to be a dog whisperer. Review this episode on Apple Podcasts or follow Talking with the Dogs on Instagram or Facebook and sign up for a chance for you and your dog to be a guest on the show. Whatever you do, I hope you'll spend time talking with the dogs. Bye.